Hi, I'm Rachel, and you're listening to the Tipsy Traveler podcast, where we talk about cocktails, travel stories, and how-tos. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the 18th episode of the Tipsy Traveler podcast. I cannot believe we are already on 18. It blows my mind. Thank you guys so much for sticking with this and listening every week. It means a lot to me to have such a consistent following and let me know how I can improve if you see ways that I could be doing better or giving you the information that you would like the most, definitely hit me up. I'm really open to what you guys want, what you guys are looking for, because this is for you. It's not for me. This week, I'm going to be talking about how to photograph a city well. If you don't know, I am a full-time photographer. I do mostly weddings though, so I'm not necessarily a travel photographer. I am just a person who loves travel and is also a photographer. So I'm going to be sharing some perspectives on travel photography, definitely an educated perspective, but not a professional travel photographer or photojournalist perspective. But first, of course, let us talk about the cocktail of the week. This week, I wanted to do something that was a little bit off the wall because the the topic is so broad. It's not about a specific place. I like to kind of throw in some random cocktails when that happens. So this week the cocktail is called a spaghetti. So like spaghetti but without the e. <laughs> and we actually heard about this cocktail on Bon Appetit, the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen like YouTube videos. But it's become a pretty big go-to in our house because it's so easy and we always have all of the ingredients on hand. So essentially what it is is a Miller High Life, which we tend to use whatever we have on hand. Any kind of cheap beer in the Pacific Northwest, Rainier is pretty common, so half the time it's Rainier that we use. But we take a big sip out of a can of Rainier and then an ounce of Aperol and an ounce of lemon juice right into the can. And that's it. That's all a spaghetti is. And it is so nice. It's just taking a normal, <laughs> I was going to say normal ass beer <laughs> and spritzing it up a little bit, adding it a little something, something because the lemon juice and the Aperol kind of add this bitterness, but also the beer itself is so mild that I don't know, the combination of it is just very summertime and my voice is cracking. Goodness gracious. I swear I'm not going through puberty. I feel like the last four or five episodes, my voice has cracked at least once, but sorry, uh, didn't mean to derail there. Spaghetti. So really easy. We always have these things on hand and it's super refreshing and summertimey. So highly recommend now that it's, you know, extremely hot pretty much everywhere. Give it a try. And I'll be showing you how to make this cocktail on my TikTok if you want to see exactly how it goes down. So hop on over to at the tipsy traveler on TikTok and you can see us whip it up for you. Alrighty. As we get started today, I do have a couple, I guess, disclaimers that makes it sound way more important than it actually is but I guess just some things to preface this episode with. The first is that I have a background in journalism so my style of photography tends to be fairly journalistic. I have my master's in new media journalism which is where I learned photography to begin with so it's not super surprising that my wedding photography tends to be more documentary than you know posed or not that there's anything wrong with that. This is just my style. The second disclaimer is that I 
am not a landscape photographer or a photojournalist, even though that's what I went to school for. <laughs> so I could spout out a hundred things about wedding photography that I feel really, really confident in because I've been to so many weddings. And while some of the info transfers over into traveling and photographing cities well, ultimately photographing cities is a lot different than what I do for a living. So my advice, while maybe well-informed, is only based on my experience as a traveler and the influence that I bring in as a photographer, but I just feel like I should note that like I am not a photojournalist as a career path. That sentence didn't make sense, but you know what I mean. Okay, those are my disclaimers. That's all I wanted to share. <laughs> this is just me sharing my experiences. That's what I'm trying to say. I think the first thing that I want to talk about is your choice of equipment. You can photograph your trips well on your phone. And I know that I am a photographer and I probably shouldn't uh, believe that <laughs> because I do have thousands and thousands of dollars worth of camera equipment. And while, of course, you're going to get higher quality images on a $5,000 camera, realistically, not everyone wants or can afford one of those. And nowadays, phone cameras are pretty decent. The upside of getting photos with a $5,000 camera is that if you're looking to print these images, they're going to be a higher quality. And so when you go to print them, they're not going to be grainy or like blurred out or pixely or anything like that because the actual image is so large. So with a phone, you may not get that. If you take a really great, beautiful landscape photo with your phone and then you go to blow it up and put it on a giant canvas for your living room, it most likely will end up super pixely. And there's really just no way around that. But if you're looking for Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook images or TikTok videos because, you know, that's the world we live in now. <laughs> you can do all of that on your phone and you can do it really well on your phone. So there's no need. I'm not going to encourage you to go out and spend thousands of dollars on a camera that you're not really interested in or that you'll have to lug around because honestly, most of the time, that's why I end up not taking my camera is because I don't want to have to carry it. It's extra weight on my back that is just, unless I'm going going to be there working. I just don't want to have to carry it. So yeah, let's focus on the tools you already have instead of you running out and feeling pressure to go buy a camera you can't afford or a camera you can't afford that you don't really want. Let's focus on the things you already have, which most likely is a phone that takes photos. I think the biggest piece of advice that I want to offer up is to be observant. I think especially when you're traveling, that's one of the ways that will set you apart from most tourists in general, but it's also going to help a lot with your photography. I found that very often when we're traveling, whether we're talking about architecture or culture or food, a lot of the beauty is in the details. So let's take architecture for example. And yes, I did take an Architecture 101 class six years ago in undergrad, so I'm basically an expert on this. <laughs> But the beauty of a lot of architectures and the details, sure, there are a lot of pieces, pieces, buildings? <laughs> well, there are a lot of buildings that the sheer size, the grand representation of these buildings is the beauty of them, right? The Taj Mahal, it's giant and that's why people flock to it. But also a big reason people flock to it is because of the intricate details. If you take a look at the tiny little things that are on buildings like the Taj Mahal or the Vatican, the little bitty things that people have thought about, that the architects thought about, or that the people who were doing the interior designing of it, which I'm sure they weren't called interior designers, but you get my drift. These are the things that really make them beautiful. Sure, they're giant, but that gets 
kind of boring. I mean, that's sad to say, but if you see giant church after giant church after giant building after giant building, it's like, okay, great. What separates that giant building from this giant building? It's the intricacies. It's the little things. So make sure that you are actually like tuned in and aware of those little things. And as you're taking photos, remember those because the large scale photos are beautiful, but the little details are the things you're going to forget. The tiny statue in the corner that you noticed and connected with, that's what you're going to forget about. You're not going to forget that you went to the Vatican. You're going to forget the little things that went along with it and some of the feelings that you felt. So just be observant and pay attention to the things that really catch your eye, the little things, the things that make you feel something and capture those things. I'll say the same thing for people. If you have a giant parade of people, sure, it might be an interesting photo. But again, you're not going to forget that you went to a giant parade. Most likely that's going to stick out in your memory. You're going to forget the one person in particular that you saw that made you feel a certain way. You can focus in on one particular person, one particular subject of a photo, and you'll still be able to see they're in a crowd, but it speaks to people in a different way. I think that this is something I think through very often with wedding photography. When people are all dancing on a dance floor, I can take a picture of an overall dance floor, but if you can't really see anyone's faces, if I'm on the outskirts, if I'm on the outside of it, it's just a big group of people and it might be fun, but it's not going to catch anyone's eye and most likely it's not going to be a photo that people share or talk about. But if I'm in there and I'm taking a picture directly of the bride grinding up on the groom and you can see both of their faces and they're like right there and you can see everyone, you know, dancing around them. They're still in the crowd. It makes people feel a certain way. You know, it makes people feel like, oh man, they're having fun. They're dancing. And that might be a photo that they share, that they laugh about, (laughs) that they talk about. So when you're traveling, don't be afraid to focus in on certain things. I will also say, be wary of taking pictures of people and their faces and sharing them on the internet without their consent. I know technically you can take a picture of someone and throw it up on the internet and most likely if they live in another country, they're never gonna see it or find out. But I don't think that it's technically legal. I'm trying to remember back (laughs) to what I learned in school as far as copyright and using people's images without their consent. So just be wary of that. I'll also say in light of issues happening currently, if you are ever in a protest or something that is on the controversial side, try not to take pictures of people's faces and post them because they could get in trouble after the fact. So just be very aware of that as you're taking photos and traveling. But all of that aside, I think most of the time when people are traveling, they're not going to protest. (laughs) And chances are they're not taking pictures of people very often unless they know them. So just a little side note. I also highly recommend downloading Lightroom Mobile. It's a free app and it'll help you tweak your photos. Something that's very popular in the photography community or even in the travel community are mobile presets. Essentially, they tweak your photos in like one touch. So you have them on Lightroom Mobile, you put your images in there, you select which preset you want and it edits your image to be more crisp or be more light and airy or be more dark and moody or be more vibrant or whatever the preset is trying to accomplish, but it does that for you pretty quickly with like a one-click situation. So Lightroom Mobile will definitely change the way that your photos come out if you're interested in that. I know some people don't really care, but if you're looking for a way to quickly enhance your photos, Lightroom Mobile is a good place to start. I found especially when I travel, again, I don't really want to take all of my camera gear and then like flip through a million photos to edit. So I've just been taking photos and videos with my phone and then selecting, you know, five or ten that I want to throw on Instagram and editing them in Lightroom Mobile really quickly and throwing them up 
on Instagram, you know, because honestly, most of the photos I'm taking are for me to remember or me to share with my boyfriend or, you know, my close friends when they ask, but I don't want to share 150 images on Instagram stories because no one cares as much as I do <laughs> about the trip I just took. <laughs> and I guess that's something else that I've learned from wedding photography. There's a term called culling, C-U-L-L-I-N-G, where essentially you take all of the photos from a wedding day and you cull them down into the deliverable photos because no one wants a picture of them sneezing or them shoving food in their mouth or them with their eyes closed in a family photo. So you kind of get rid of all those. You select all the best ones and then those are the ones that you edit. Those are the ones you send to your clients. So I've kind of taken that same approach with my travel photos. I take a shit ton <laughs> when I'm traveling knowing that some of them will be bad and some of them only I will care about and that is fine. And then I go through and kind of cull them in a way, just kind of look through and like favorite them. Uh, if you have an iPhone, you can just like select the little heart and cull them into the ones that are social media worthy. And then from there, I edit the ones I've chosen and then I'm done. So it's a lot less work because I don't have to go through all of them and edit all of them and then see what they look like edited and blah, 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 blah. I can just go through, select my favorites that will be worthy of Instagram <laughs> and only have to edit, you know, five photos instead of 150. I will also say if you are interested, I do have mobile presets that I've made. They're on the dark and moody side. That's my style if you've ever seen my photography and you can access them on my Instagram. It's at Greenhouse Photo Co. The black and white one is actually free. So if you want to go grab that one and then there are a couple others that are just a few dollars. So it's a really easy process that takes your travel photos from like, oh, look, someone took a photo with their iPhone to like, oh, wow, that's a really good picture. Did they take that with a nice camera? Because you can't quite tell. <laughs> I want to provide more resources for people who want to photograph things well while they're traveling, including things like how to get photos of yourself well or um, how to take group photos well or taking photos of others. I guess a lot of possibilities. So I'd love to hear what you guys want to hear from me, I guess, as far as photography and travel goes, because I'm kind of in this weird middle ground of having a good bit of knowledge in both arenas. So I'm more than happy to share as much knowledge as I can and just pour it out on this podcast because what else is a podcast for? <laughs> Next week on the podcast, I'm going to be talking about backpacking the enchantments. So if you don't know what the enchantments are, they are an area in Washington near Leavenworth that is super magical, mountainous, amazing glory. <laughs> All of the positive words. And I was able to backpack the enchantments in June with some friends. And so I wanted to share my experiences there. I know that that a lot of my travel stories are kind of based around international travel, but obviously that is not the only kind of travel. So I'm going to be sharing more national park travel stories and domestic United States travel stories because I think that's also a big part of the travel that I've been able to do and I know that a lot of us aren't able to do international travel right now so domestic travel is also a really great option and there is so much to see in the U.S. alone. So next week we'll be talking about the enchantments and I'm excited to start talking more about domestic travel with you guys. Okay bye! <laughs>